Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I see uh, you got the sheep back, I noticed, uh, during the meeting today. Yeah, I forgot I hung that up because I hung that up and then I forgot. I, I, I've hung it up there. I got to take it down because of those plastic things. Somebody brought in some deer for us, too. There's more bones in the bone cave. Oh, my. So that was that goofed up, screwy whitetail you killed. Oh, yeah. It's a He's really good in that uh, that mule deer. So, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen those. So, yeah. So there's more bones in the bone cave. So anyway, welcome, welcome everybody. We appreciate you being here today. We just got back from the sheep show, and uh, so it's a wrap officially, um, and it was a busy one at that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that, but we're going to discuss primarily uh, traveling with guns, and uh, we get a lot of questions this time of year because you start booking hunts all over the country. All over the world. All over the world, right? And yep. uh, people are asking questions, even us. You know, because we've booked a few hunts over the last uh, couple days with new outfitters and some old outfitters. And we ask, we, uh, we have our list of questions we ask, too. You know, um, getting game in, getting game out. What's our, our baggage limit? Uh, what, what can we travel with? How many bullets? You know, especially the international yeah. stuff. Because, you know, we're primarily hunting our big species this year, all international. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be uh, heading over the pond and we'll be heading north to our uh, neighbor to the north. So, um, and I speak fluid Canadian, so I'm good with that one, no problem. How do you say P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S? Pierogies. Hey. I'll try again. P-R what? P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S. Oh, progress. Oh, you got it. That's it, Canadian. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Canadian, can- Canadian oh, no, no. for progress. Yeah, progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got that. <laughs> Ask me another one like that. I got So I can, I can sniff a Canadian out a mile away because, um, yeah. A boot. Um, a, a boot. <laughs> it's not about. It's, it's a boot. A boot. I, th- I thought I, I, garage, I, it's garage, a trunk. Roof, that's a trunk of your car, rough. a boot. What about mm-hmm. doesn't? Have you ever heard doesn't like donet? Yeah, uh, donet. Um, yeah. yeah, donet. Donet. Um, yeah, it's funny because they do have one. Progress is one of them. Progress a boot. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I speak fluent, uh, fluent, fluent Canadian. I don't speak good English, but Canadian, no problem, eh? Um, and they they have more uh, ways to say the f word than any other <laughs> fart. No, not far. <laughs> Abby. Um, did you just say that? <laughs> so yeah, I just said that. Yeah, there's so anyway. lots of Canadians at the sheep show, so you got to work on your accent. That anyway, but yeah. but we get a lot of questions, right? People are always saying, how do you travel with this? How do you travel with that? So I thought we should dedicate this podcast. Actually, Brad and I were talking on the way home that maybe we should just do one. And, and actually, I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Kelly was asking, too. She's like, we got to do one on traveling with a gun and all that. And we have done just about everything you can possibly imagine in the last 12 years of traveling. Now, not all of that was for rolling bones, but I guess we've been going on. Um, I've been traveling with a, um, a bow or a rifle since I was 23 years old. My first, my first, yeah. 2022 my first paid guided hunt was in northern saskatchewan for black bear and i'll never forget it was uber expensive it was a five-day hunt for trophy black bear um and it was a uh um one thousand five hundred dollars yeah. Well, and back then <laughs> things you did, have changed. Yeah, back then you didn't have to have your paperwork to get across the border. 
You didn't have to. I bet you didn't have to for, fill out. You, you didn't have a driver's you, license. You didn't have a 4457, I can promise you, to get back in. Hey, listen to this. True story. Um, this wasn't even that many. Well, this is a handful of years ago. But so from 1994 to 1998, those four years, I didn't hunt. I sold my rifles. I sold everything I had. I sold my bows. And I took four years and basically went back to, I just went to work building our brokerage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I wanted to be a principal broker so bad I could taste it with the firm I was with. It was all I focused on. So you went and got your PhD. So I went, basically, I guess. Yep. So I got rid of all that stuff. I spent four years just, uh, uh, um, just submersed in getting better and learning that business. Well, Noel Erickson said, hey, listen, um, I've been going up uh, goose hunting. Would you like to go with? And he showed some pictures. And I said, next year, if I get to, uh, um, you know, principal broker, if I, if I earn that distinguished title of and have my, get my own office and qualify for it, I'll go. So I went. And then the next year after that, in like 1999, I took my nephew, Derek, okay, with. And he was like 15 or 16. And um, I, I think he was 15. He was under 16. He wasn't driving. Anyway, I took him How with. How big was he then? Asked. He was a big boy then, too. <laughs> um, anyway, I took yeah. him with, and they didn't ask me. Who, I mean, I could have smuggled a kid into Canada back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't. Do you, how, how do you know this guy? Um, I'm his legal guardian right now. He's my nephew. Okay, go ahead. Take him in. No problem. You're, you're off. Driver's license, you're in Canada. Yeah. Um, now it's a whole different deal. But anyway, yes, travel with, uh, with weapons and the restriction and everything that's happened since then has changed immensely, and we're going to talk about that today. But literally, if there's a gun case that could have been purchased, a bow case, we've done it, we've broke them, we've broke our knuckles on them, and uh, we've seen them all. So today's episode is going to be dedicated to all of you that uh, want to know what we use, where we go, how we do it. And, uh, and two years ago, I came across a new case um, by accident because I was heading into a foreign country and I got stopped. The, the, I, I was told within, uh, what, 48 hours before, no, uh, Brad, that I couldn't get in with my rifle. They didn't have the permits. That's, oh, how, that's yeah, yeah. how we found this gun that's case. That's right. Yes. That's how we found this gun case. That's right. Because you had your gun there and you sent gun. it home with Lindley. I did. And we went. Uh, and I needed a gun case for my shotguns. Yeah. Because I, I applied later for the two shotguns for you and I at the end of that trip because we were going on two hunting trips in one um, rotation. And I went and bought this gun vault and I threw them in there because I liked it better and it was lighter. And anyway, yeah, it and now it, it, it changed vie, our world. Say, yeah, we've right? gotten rid of all of our other oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, we haven't gotten rid of them. They just collect dust now. So. No, and we had some good ones because we had some custom cases built. And they, they just, they, even those broke on us, you know. I mean, yeah, and you know what? We, we've bought the rifles and have sold rifles with the custom cutout things that say rolling bones in the, mm -hmm. in the, uh, um, they're actually super cool. And yeah, they're and they're foam. super nice for traveling just with a gun to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we don't use the foam. So anyway, first rule of this, we'll get the, I'll get the party started. First rule I would tell you, traveling with a gun, use your gun case as a suitcase with a gun in it. Luggage. Yeah. Yep. You, you, you use, use it for, for one of your luggage things i mean that's what we do we take the we leave the bottom uh piece of foam in and take everything else out so, right or wrong yep yep we have one piece of foam in it essentially uh we got uh, there was a lot of questions um we got questions all weekend long at sheep show because people were 
they were buying hunts and they were buying hunts that they don't normally go how much of this do i bring how much of that how much what clothing do i bring but basically it boils down to the gun vault has changed our world because we we buy uh the one we stock is a is a 800 what what's the name Pelican V800 Vault double rifle case. It's a double rifle case. It runs about $259. Um you can get them at Dicks for 279 but come to us for 259. Um and don't go to Dicks cuz they're not pro gun. They just have this to support it because they want to sell it while you're there, but they're really not. Dicks is uh, Dicks. So anyway, um, what were you going to say? Double gun case. Double yep. gun case. And we take most of the foam out. Yep. It's just that bottom piece of foam. It's, it's not as heavy duty as some of the, their most sturdy models. Right. But, but we lighter. found it to be sturdy enough, and you dump some of the, the poundage. The other thing I like about it, as long as we're jumping right into it, is, um, is you know what we should have done? We should have done a review of all the ones we had because we could have brought all the old ones in. Um, and, and oh, so I know people that you, you, some of you guys are thinking right now, well, I just bought one for 275 bucks. I understand that. We've had them all. I, the last one I had was a um, Plano, the, the one with the, uh, the real heavy Plano one. And uh, um, I'll get the name of it because we have a couple of those too. But the problem is, number one, it's super, super heavy. Number two, um, I hate the Plano, uh, and hate's a strong word, but the latches. The latches. They're, they are they're knuckle, knuckle busters. busting pieces. Yeah, of, yeah. But yeah. And, the, and this is nice because it's got a spot on there where you push and it pops it open. It really does. Yeah. That's it, on the Pelican. On, that's on the Pelican. The, the gun uh, vault. The, yeah, on the Plano gun vault. A Pelican. No, Pelican. I'm sorry. Yeah, now I'm getting everybody confused. Yeah, yeah I've got Pelican so, cases like that. Yep. Yes, on the Pelican case, you push a button, and it open. It releases the latch to open it right up without without stress. And a lot of the the ones that we've had, we've had a lot of planos before, and you you have to pull on them, and then once it went, it really popped. And sometimes you're you're messing with the latch or the handles that pull up on that too. So it, it it's hard on your fingers and stuff. But this is nice. It's very. It's and it's bigger. It's a little bit bigger, but you still get your fifty pounds. So anyway, the Plano AW two all weather series double rifle shotgun case with wheels fifty two polymer black. Um, that is the one that we were using most of the time. That one and the single one. Um, but uh, and that's not a bad case. But that is a knuckle buster. And um, it's and a pretty good case. And it's a pretty good case. Yep. And it's heavy. You know what I'm saying? How, uh, what were the dimensions on that one? Um, the dimensions on that one are um, 52 inches long. Uh, let me see if I can get them here. Let me go back. Uh, they are uh, AWR. Let me see. Um, say something while I'm looking this up. The the vault, the gun vault, the V800 is 53 internal length. 16 for width and six for height and you're going to get a little bit uh you know you're going to we're going to leave one piece of foam in that so we lose a little bit of the uh depth on that but but like for clothing so generally you and i both travel essentially the exact same way so now. this one is 53.5 inches external internal it's 51.5 external width is 17 inches exter external height is seven inches Internal width is 14 inches, and internal height is 15.5 inches. 
and um, and the weight is shipping weight thirty point one one pounds. Thirty pounds. This one's twenty five with foam. It's twenty. It's nineteen and point six without. So nineteen and a half. So it's right around twenty pounds. So, so we pick up a ten pound allotment. Right. For so all that's of our gear. so for me that socks underwear long johns puffies um, puffies uh yep spotting scope and spotting scope in there yep and then what we do is we put the spotting scope on one side and then i put the puffy pants the puffy because now what you're doing is you're re-adding the foam yep. as a as as the insulating barrier if you will or the yep. buffering me- uh, mechanism and but but it's in form of merino wool socks underwear and uh um the layering system basically the base layer and one of the external layers, and so you now have you add yourself ten to because fi- if it's what if it gets down to what you say it was twenty, nineteen point six with no foam. So, so now you got twenty five yeah. pounds of stuff and you're safe to put in there. Yeah, and you have another twenty five pounds of luggage. The other thing it does is when you add twenty five pounds of luggage. Now this one with the foam is thirty, so you could add another twenty pounds to this one, but then it weighs fifty. Right. So you could actually add thirty to that yeah. one. But so let's say you make them both thirty to thirty. You know there are six pounds with the pelican. Is that right? No, well, it's, it's twenty pounds to thirty pounds, so you get an extra ten pounds. You get an extra ten pounds. Yeah, because your your case now it is a more durable case. The other ones, the other ones, heavier duty plastic, but these we've. We've done a ton with them. We've carried a bunch. Oh, yeah, of them. I was using. I, I was saying you get an extra five, six pounds because if if you measure them, sh- uh, twenty five pounds to thirty pounds. Oh, okay. do you see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I'm saying you. I'm saying the foam weighs the same. Yeah. This one would weigh twenty five, and that one would weigh twenty nineteen. Yep. So if you fill them both back full, there's a five six pound difference. You get five to six yeah. more pounds with t- to meet the fifty. Does that make sense yep. to you or not? Yeah, it does. Am I thinking that right? Yeah. Yep. So if you're rushing up to 50 and say we meet them at 50, you actually get a five to six pounds with um, the Pelican. Yep. And, w- and we have ours packed pretty full of right basically Right, so 49.5 49 pounds is what mine usually weighs, 49. And I bring a, I bring a little uh, LCD digital fish scale with me. It weighs a few ounces, and that, so I can kind of balance things out. So, so the, the, the cool thing, though, with it is you think about that. What I like about it is now you reduce one, uh, a number of bags that you're taking with you. Right. Because if I can get it down to my roller bag and three bags, a rifle case and two other bags, and then I, and I carry on my roller bag on, right. I'm good. Now, in Russia, which nobody's going to Russia in the next week, but your roller bag's included in it. Oh yeah! So when you get you over there, you're you're playing yeah. a little bit of Russian roulette, hoping some guy who doesn't go, how many did you already check? Because yeah. I'm checking your roller bag. Do you see what I'm right. saying? Right. But uh, yeah, well, and sometimes on your charter flight or on your charter flights too, they'll weigh it's weight. It, they'll weigh everything, even your back. You know the the pack that you can't that you're carrying is not free either. Well, but that's why I like the roller bag to go with me. Because then when I go to pare down, I can use, leave that bag and maybe half of the other bag back because I can overstock this hard gun case. Or maybe the hard gun case is what I leave back with my roller bag and I just take the gun in a soft gun case. Right. Now, for me personally, I also fold in a rubber. I, I take a waterproof rubber case the last three years with me traveling. Have you liked that? I have. 
super genius, man. Mm. Because then that thing rolls up to you know the size of a small bedroll. Are are you bringing the one you bought at the Alaska show? Yes. How about the one that you bought at that? No, uh, you didn't never use it. Do you still have that one? Yeah, you want it? I don't know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy buy one of those at the sheep show, and I was like, "Oh, you bought no. one of those?" F no. And he because here's yeah. why: you, it it it's not. It's too rigid. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it, it it's so. I guess the rigidity of it is that right? Is, uh, is so formed that you can't compact it to get it anywhere other than a rifle in it and in your gun case. Well, I put mine in a soft case. In my soft case, I have a, po- a pocket that I carry some tools and stuff, and I also have a little slide in my soft case that I put a gun cleaning rod just to have. And uh, so I'm not in the market. Plus, my guns, I, I guess I don't care so much if my gun gets wet. So it, it's used to being wet. No, I just, you know what? I bought this rubber one, I know. that vinyl one, and I spent a bunch of money on you it. Did and it spend works some really coin. good. And I, I actually take out the, uh, um, I take out the sleeve that goes in the inside too, the cushion sleeve. Yeah. And I just throw it in there normally. But I'm also the minute you get on your, after you, it seems like when you're wilderness hunting, once you get into the base camps, after that, you don't your your rifle's right next to you anyway. It goes yeah. away. Right. So I don't need that padding. You no. know that that rifle is your primary uh, um, means of existence in the right. future outside your clothes and your boots. Right. And your fire starter. So anyway, it's uh, um, yeah, you protect it at all costs. So yeah, how many does this? Uh, I can't remember. This has four four locking spots. Depends on where you're at because. We've been there where you've had to buy more things, so I'd always bring four padlocks. Usually, you just have to prove that hey, you can't get into it. But I'm not trying to correct you, but this here says, Brad, even a different number. This says that I'm looking at product information at Dick's. Now, maybe they're wrong, but they say 50 by 10 by 6, and the weight with foam is 16.08, and without is 13.6. That's not the V800. I bet you're looking at a different one. Right there, yeah. Well, that, I I I don't know, but this is this is the correct data. So that's from Pelican's website. Yeah, that's from Pelican's. Well, then website. Dix Dix's uh, website's wrong, but it is it is a Pelican V8 uh, V800 mm-hmm. Vault Double Rife Case. That's what they say. Yeah, because we are know. you looking at the right one? I am, because that's what we use. And I know it's we a, we can definitely get uh, we can get our long rifles in there. So a 50-inch 50 inch internal dimension wouldn't work. Anyway, because I think, didn't you get in a well, pickle? Well, and here, here they, uh, Pelican has it for 229 bucks. So that's even cheaper than this one. They've right. got everything all messed up. Yeah, that, that's interesting that they put five pounds of foam in those suckers. Yeah, I mean, they use obviously use a dense foam. But the fact of the matter is, that's what we use. So we would encourage you... Th- those are the two big ones that we've used and that we are comfortable with and that we travel all over with. And we use them as one of our, our pieces of luggage, you know, um, and we put a lot of stuff in there. Um, I, you know, well, I, the, I the other thing, a, it has wheels and it's got a handle. So it's and a, the handle's more durable than the um, Plano one, the Plano. We have not broken a handle on that. We've broken all kinds of other stuff. Though. Yeah, those big, heavy polymer, they're brittle. Yeah. And if they get caught sticking up and somebody's throwing other luggage in mm-hmm. because of the way they ride sometimes, 
um, those other ones break. These, these Pelicans seem to have an um, easier swing on the handle. The other thing I like about the handle is it's an external grab, so it's riding out on the case where the, uh, the Plano is not as external. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's got a groove that the handles and that falls into. And for me, um, I, I just like something. Then the other thing I like about this is that I can put my uh, um, roller bag right on the outside of it and roll them together. Right. So you can have two, it's, it's like a stackable system. Yep, exactly. And, and so, and I can't do that with the Pelican or the Plano. Yeah. One, two, three. It's got six latches, two, two wheels. It's got uh handle on the top, the drag handle. So that works out good. Locks super easy. The, uh, the holes where you lock it at, there's four of them. Um, and there are some TSA agents now that are getting more picky on how many locks they want you to have on them. I would recommend go there with all four of them, even though sometimes I don't. <laughs> I know. Um, I would recommend all four of them being locked. This gun vault, I've got those clamshell-looking padlocks, and that's really tight on this. Those don't fit very well, but they work if so because mine are all the same exact combination. That's nice, but but the ones that I've transferred from my Plano to this Pelican, they, those don't fit. So I do need new locks. You usually get the keyed ones, don't you? I do. I buy the keyed ones because they're just easier for me. And I buy the cheap keyed ones because mm -hmm. if I lose them or throw them away, doesn't matter. Yeah. Make sense? Does doesn't matter at all. The heck with it. I'm done. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Number two, um, for as far as for the the gun case goes, um, if you don't use the gun case for your optics, carry your optics on with you. I split my optics usually. I yeah, usually I take carry my, my binoculars, binoculars yeah. on my carry-on. Yep, and I put my spotting scope in the gun case. I put my shooting sticks, my bipod. Um, if I'm traveling domestically, I put my I put 60 rounds of ammo inside the gun case. I'm never separate from my binoculars, and here's why. It's also my rangefinder. Yeah. So that's my life. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to – for me, it's like no way. And, uh, um, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> – you got to have them. So they go in my carry-on or my backpack. Yep. And I usually put, uh, if, I have, if I have adequate room, which usually I do with this one, I put my tripod in there also. Yeah, I put my tripod in this too as well. And then, the, so just so you know what I pack with me, um, I always, and I don't know if this is helping any of you or not, but my binoculars and my binocular harness is packed with me. Now, I will tell you this. If you do that and you use it as a bullet holder like I do, make sure the bullets are out of the front pouch if you're using one that has external pouches on the um the, the bino harness You've because gotten stopped a couple times, i've gotten stopped you? a couple times and it pisses me off because it's in there and i got bullets and it's not hard to throw them away but who likes to throw bullets away right. and and not and not get them where you're going so one i put that in there okay the other thing i have in there is i have a three or four gator eyes so i always have a little light on me I think that's nice simply because if I get separated from a lot of my luggage, I always have it. The other things I do is I wear, I wear a pair of Kenetrix on the trip. I do not wear tennis shoes or like a, a comfy like dudes. I see some guys wearing dudes. I wear my Kenetrix right on the plane. Mm -hmm. I wear and, – and they might be not be the ones I'm taking into the mountains, but they would suffice 
if I got separated from my bag. Does that make sense? Um, my neck gaiter or my handkerchief, because I wear a handkerchief, it's always in my uh, roller bag or my backpack with me, okay? Um, my gaiters are always in my roller bag and my backpack. Um, one pair of hunting pants are in my backpack. A base layer is in my backpack or my roller bag, and so is one of my shells. See, what I do different is I always wear the exact same hunting pants. I bring two pair. One's my plane pair yeah. that I wear on the plane, yep. and then the other pair is my pair that I wear on the mountain. And that way I could flip-flop if I if, – if, if something happened, and I use – I always – I always yeah. bring my Kenny Trex. Yeah, you're wearing. comfortable in those. I'm not. I, 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 I'm not. I, one, I sweat too much in yeah. the pants I hunt in. And number two, I'm just not comfortable with them. So, But you're exactly right. But then I always wear a hoodie um, that I could hunt with anyway because that's one of my layers. And then so it's almost like if something happened to me, I could borrow a rifle and I could be glassing and hunting it, without all my other stuff. Right. You know, and so, and I do, and I do carry my rain jacket in my uh, um, carry-on because there, how many times have we stopped and all your stuff's over here and you're standing on the tarmac or waiting for an airplane or you're standing outside of an airport. I usually and have a raining. light puffy in my carry-on. Yeah, 100%. I, you, you, I know, because you usually only carry your one big puffy. And I, yeah, I, I usually carry, carry a lighter one. Yeah, I just too, carry so. the one that's all ripped up and got, I actually wore it today. It's got... Uh, uh, duct tape all over it. Uh, I guess it's actually Gorilla Tape. But, yes, you're exactly right. So it's funny because because then then you're prepared when you're traveling. So let's say I was going to Tajikistan, and I couldn't go hunting in everything I had, but at least I could be in the outdoor elements with what I did have, and I wouldn't be totally screwed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so um, so it's, it's interesting because everybody has a different uh, uh, packing technique. But so... And then I use, they don't make it anymore, but I use the Mystery Ranch truck because my, my um, backpack goes right in it. Yeah. And I, can, I, just, I just tighten up my backpack and put everything so there's nothing in it, and I just suck it up tight to the frame, and I shove that in there, and then I pack everything around so it. So the truck is a roller bag. It's your checked bag. That's what you use for your checked bag. Mm -hmm. And they don't make that anymore, and you couldn't general. It was generally kind of hard to get anyway. But it's it's big. Well, it was for the fire guys, yeah. right? Is what they did for it. But go right. ahead. But that's your that. So you got your your vault double rifle case. Yep. And you had your truck. Yep. And then you had those were the two that you checked. And for ninety percent of the hunting I did. Yep. That was enough. Well, and even even at that, if you if that's inadequate, you still have your roller bag because I usually bring a roller bag that I bring on the plane with me. And then a little personal item. I got my laptop or my, um, right. You know, and I carry. You know, just that. That's more of a, so a redundant bag. If you go to Rolling Bones, um, if you go to RollingBones.com right now, and it is product number, uh, product number RB Mission Wheelie. Um, is actually what it's called, but it's under the Mystery Ranch logo. Go to Rolling Bones, go to the dashboard, go to products, click on products, and it's under Mission Wheelie. That's what Kenetrek or uh, Kenetrek Mystery Ranch replaced it with, and uh, um, and it is made out of Cordura, uh, Cordura, uh, and it is tougher than hell. It's the same stuff as the old bag was. Um, it's just more of a luggage suitcase type, but they have a big one here that's 130 liters, um, and the dimensions on that are 30.5 by 17.75 by 17. 
and that has 7,935 cubic inches in the big one. Yeah. And so you're going you're gonna to be able to overpack that bag of 50 pounds. But the fact of the matter is you could shove most backpacks in that and all your stuff around it. Right. But I'm a I'm a more of an underpacker because I don't mind wearing dirty clothes. Some guys want to. I read a gear list yesterday. Um, when uh, or yeah, no, not yesterday. Uh, the day before, I read a gear list the day before, and some company said you need to have a sixteen pair of socks. They, they I don't know where they come up with sixteen pair of socks. Like for the uh, year? No, exactly. That's what you're gonna use is sixteen pair of socks now. I got to tell you something. We don't sell these socks. We don't have a dealership. They're not on the web. But I use PAKA Packas, and that's all I wear. And um, my feet do sweat, but they traditionally don't stink. Um, and uh, um, and they do have cushioned um, heels. And for the ball of your foot, they're they're double stitched. They're nice hiking socks. PAKA. They are a um, alpaca sock, and they're athletic. Like a lot of alpaca doesn't have anything but alpaca, so they fall a lot down, and they don't hold good form. These hold tremendous form. They do make booties in them too, and I love these socks um, simply because I can get two to three days out of them because that alpaca wickers really well and it does it, it it they don't stink and they don't they don't they're just really good you know what i'm saying yeah so i can i can limit the amount of socks i need right yeah those are good really nice so um anything else about traveling with oh ammo like uh, we had some we had some people talk asking us like domestically um, I usually throw my ammo in the gun case, but internationally, you always have to have it packed separately. Like going to Tajikistan, you have to, you actually have to uh, use that as a separate piece of luggage, your ammo coming back. Well, we're, we just leave our ammo there. So basically, like we're going to go in a group of three the next time we go. We'll all have identical guns. We're going to bring the exact same gun uh, and we'll have the exact same ammo. And we'll just split it up either 40 to 60 rounds a piece. That way, if anybody loses anything, that's it's nice if you're shooting the exact same caliber with the same ammo. But then we don't even have because it's not worth using that as a separate piece of luggage to come home with. That way you just leave it, leave it with the outfitter. If he has somebody that needs it, he's got ammo to shoot and uh, you're done. You're good to go. So. Yeah, ammo is – some countries want it separate. Like you said, it has to be unlocked. Um, just know that, so make sure it's lockable, and, and I would have an extra yeah. padlock with you. Because, you know, I don't know if TSA gets it there someday or who gets it there, but Plano makes a couple small cases that you could keep and throw back in there. Um, Plano makes a 1120 that's a small little case, and then you could throw your ammo – the other thing that would be good to throw in there is if you have extra cameras or stuff um, that you're bringing with you, um, those little cases are good to throw that in there too because they're protected. But I would absolutely protect your ammo. I wouldn't let it loose and hanging out. And I don't know is if I'm going to, you know, probably put it with my gun moving forward, which I've always just thrown it in there. But um, they're getting more and more of a stickler on that all the time. 
Okay. You're just gonna as a standard take it out. I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna pack it separate. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a, a regular gun or a bullet little bullet vault for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw it in that truck. I'm gonna have it in there, and uh, um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put my camera gear and stuff like that in there, and that's gonna be it. If I leave my ammo behind, great. I leave my ammo behind because I don't want to travel back with it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have a case that I have for it ready to go because internationally you're going to need one all the time anyway. Right. And the last time I took those, one of those little ammo boxes with the right. lid that you get at like Cabela's and it, and, and it was an absolute piece of sh- and there is, you know, there's nothing to it after you come back. It's all broken up. So you might as well leave it over there. And uh, I just going to have a, a little different one for uh, moving forward to travel with. Um, and so my, my encouragement is to get a system that works for you. The other thing I do is I have a, a stocking cap and gloves in my roller bag. So I always have that too. Um, I'm, you know, I guess we're doing more than just travel with guns, but to make sure you guys know what it is that way, like I said, um, you get dropped in dead horse and your luggage isn't there and you got to sit there for a day and a half and you want to walk around and you go, well, I got what I had. Um, that, that makes it very uncomfortable. And you can't even enjoy walking down the street of the outside elements a little bit because a lot of times you leave here in August and, uh, right. you know, you get up to Prudhoe Bay. It's not as weather, hot as it is when you leave here. Weather's not the same and you're not – this isn't like going to Hawaii and going, well, if it's cool out, I can buy a sweatshirt I can bring home and wear once in a while. Right. Uh, you don't want to buy sh- from Prudhoe Bay um, when you get there. You want to have your stuff that you know is proven that you like. Nothing makes a trip wor- uh, uh, bad faster or worse than bad gear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I would encourage you to get what you uh, want. The other thing is, is you can always call here, 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000. Kelly and Sophie have gear lists for every uh, state, every hunt that we do. And, uh, um, and, and the other thing is, is ask for Brad and I. Um, if you leave your name and number, it will get back to you. It might be in the evening, it might be in the afternoon, it might be a couple of days if we're traveling. But we have no, we we love talking to you. We have no problem um, reaching back out to you and saying, "Hey, this is what we use." Or if you have some you know weird or ornate question, um, well, within reason, don't call us about Doctor Phil shit. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> but we would uh, we would love to. You're tired, Brad. Am I tired? I yeah. I, it's I, been I, a long I, week. The yeah. shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, um, I didn't mean to call so you out on that. is there anything that you need? Because we have a ton of travel this year. Are you going to do anything different? I'm adding the bullet box. Well, you've always used that. You've always used a green one. You yep. just, you're going to do a different I'm going to get a different one. Yeah. I've always used that piece of shit green one. Yeah, you're um, going to buy something, a little Pelican or yep. something like that. And, that, and, and it, little that more packs sp- better. Yep. That thing's got that ridge around it. Yep. You lock it. Yeah, it's kind of It's got wonky. a little conky, uh, weird, you know, obtuse little latch that goes on it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, that, that shit's over. I'm going to get a nice Pelican case for my ammo. So I'm going to add that. Um, the other thing I'm going to do is I'll probably put my knives in there. I'm going to add a backup knife. I broke two tips last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, and that uh, nothing pisses you off worse. And, and a tip's important when you're breaking stuff down. So what kind of knife? Because you're funny because I like really nice knives, and I never bring really nice knives anymore. I'll what? tell you what kind of knife. I just bought it. Oh, you did? Yeah. So this is the Buck 110 for the pocket. 
And uh, it um, is a buck one ten. Oh, hundred. Oh, yeah. With with a different with a, a Zytel, leather. Yeah. a Zytel handle. Is that what? Like. Yeah. And and so Lucas actually found it and sent me the link. And uh, I'm, I was <laughs> like, dude, now that's legit. They upped the game on that knife. Yeah. <laughs> All steel. Oh, it is one ten. It's a hundred percent. It's a one ten. It's yeah. <laughs> so it's funny you would ask me that because I I so I got it to see if it was what I liked and it was hundred percent what I liked. So I, I bought two more because they're lighter than the other ones too. They are a lot lighter. A lot lighter. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pack. So this is gonna be your pocket knife. Uh, it's gonna be yeah because I'll gut and skin and everything with that because that's the perfect blade for um, bunging an animal. It is actually yeah, a hundred percent, and it, and and I'm like, dude, that thing. And that's is about a four inch blade. Five, five inch I, maybe blade. it's a f- four and a half. You know what? That's a really good question. So I, I can tell you exactly <laughs> how it might long. be. Just a four, three I think and a half. It's a four inch blade. Four inch blade. There it's you go. a four you inch it. blade, Boom. and the thing that's different about this one is that it's got a pocket clip. Yes, hundred percent. The, the Buck One Tens with the wooden handle mm-hmm. are fatter. Yep. And, and they, they get slimy in your hand. And when they you're, don't have this contoured no, Zytel or whatever. I Some sort of Micarta or Zytel or something. I have the Buck 110 my father-in-law got me for Christmas when I was 17 years old. Uh-huh. Mm. So um, that's interesting. That, it's, wow. Yeah, so that's so this is a little classier knife than anything I generally usually bring. Well, you know what? We were using those little Swiss things that they were Finnish, using. Yeah, the Finnish Swedish, ones. Uh, yeah, Finnish ones. Yeah. And I like those, but the problem is, and, and they have a very similar blade to this, mm-hmm. okay? And it's a soft metal blade, so it's easy to uh, um, sharpen. But the problem with them, in my opinion, was that, that rotating, right. that, that coupler that you pushed yep. around, you know what I'm saying? That thing would slip, and there was times it was pinching my hand, and if you had that thing razor sharp, right. bad things can happen. Yeah. So I, I kind of went away from them, and feel feel the feel the spine. No, on I know. I, it's I totally mean, different. It's, it's a knife. What's an, uh, what's Tell me about that one. I'm going to look for that so one. So I can send you the link, but it's the Boss S30V. <laughs> And you, you use that for everything? I'm gonna. Yeah. Brian, I just got that sucker. Lucas sent me the th- uh, Oh, it's the so thing. light. It isn't that light, but Holy feel how cow. rigid it is. Man. It, it is honestly, it is legit like crazy. Um, I was super happy with it. And Buck 110, you know, it's been my favorite. It was my all around. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 30, 30V, S30V. Did you find it? No, I didn't. I, I'll, I'm I'll, just finding the old ones with the brass. I'll find the link. Um, so uh, yeah, people would like that. I, yeah, that's, is that, is that super nice or what? That's so fun. When did you get that? Um, not too long ago or you would have seen it already. Right. And you got two more. (laughs) I did. I just ordered two more. I'll send you the link, Brad. It's because a regular buck knife is about 64 bucks. This was just under a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's what you're going to, so I'm adding that. So I'm adding that. Okay. I'm adding that, that case. All right. Um, and it's funny you ask this because I'm adding some things to my system and or just to because, you know, I, I want to have what I want to have mm-hmm. and I know what's not worked and what has worked um, for me. The other thing is, is um, I got my um, carbide knife sharpener and I'm super um, uh, I'm super happy with that little thing with uh, the little red one. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't had that in my bag the last two years. Mm-hmm. And so I found three of them, and I got them all in my bag and ready to go. Other than that, um, I'm uh, I'm pretty set. Everything man. you're gonna I, do everything exactly. I'm gonna the same. do everything exactly the same as I always have. So yeah. Hmm. Wow. 
So I'm still using this cheap. I bought this. They don't even make this anymore. But it's similar, a similar blade. It's shorter, but it's pretty similar. But I just use that. Yeah. It's three and a half inch blade. Well, the uh, the thing about the thing about the Buck One Ten is to me, it's just uh, a great knife. But well, you like, can feel that Buck One Ten's way nicer than this cheap yeah, one that I. Yeah, and bought. I have a Benchmade uh, regular pocket knife that I use, but um, but yeah, um, it uh, um, that's what I'm using. So, what boots are you gonna wear? Um, I'm going to use w- on what hunt? Obviously the late season one, because I know what you're going to wear. You're going to wear your Kenny Trek Mountain. I'm, I'm wearing your, Kenny Trek Extreme your, 1000s. It, on the late season hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you can just say it. I'm not going to. I'm going to Tajikistan with you <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan Ankner. Yeah. The three of us are going to Tajikistan. Yeah. And uh, um, it's been three years that we've had this plan, and I'm I have no – reservations about letting everybody know i'm going to Tajikistan. what sleeping bag are you gonna bring on that um it's funny you say that because what they said the weather was gonna be and oh that's one thing i'm gonna change i'm gonna get um i'm gonna get a uh um western mountaineer no no um nope you're uh, not gonna go with a i'm gonna get an msr oh i'm gonna get wouldn't be that that polar yep i'm gonna get that's a good idea minus 20 that's a good idea. And, and that's the one I'm going to take over there because I want that bag anyway. Right. And, and I don't know if I'll ne- necessarily need it, but that's the one I'm getting. And I yeah. like that bag. Right. And they make it, my, they make it man size. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's For a good guys idea. like us, seriously. Um, yeah, that's because exa- we talked about that. I kind of forgot about that because that's uh, – you're going to buy – because you, you, you were originally going to thinking about going with a zero-degree bag. Yep. Um, but, uh, but that wouldn't be warm enough for me. I'd, I'd, I'd no. be fearful that I'd be cold. And so, yeah, and I get it, but I'm not going to be, I'm, uh, I'm rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Actually, I didn't think about that. Um, well, the, I was thinking about the you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't mind having my bucks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so it, it's buck one ten slim pro slim knife. pro knife. Oh yeah. People would like that. Brown, brown, uh, brown nail notch. Um, yep. So the buck and it's, it's 80 bucks, man. And, uh, um, it's, it's made out of the S 30 V steel. Um, and that's the one it is. So, gotcha. and it's the pro it's the slim. They make a, um, they make it in green too. Um, they make it with a green. I bought it with a tan cause I like the tan. Right. Yes. Go ahead. Question for you. A couple of hunts in Argentina, a red stag estate hunt, um, dove hunt, which is a shotgun hunt. But I noticed that more and more guys are not carrying uh, weapons with them on their flights. They're renting when they get there. What I was just going to say when you said Argentina dove hunts, now, like a real dedicated wing shooter would want his own rifle or want his own shotgun. I've, I've been that yeah. guy. I had a matching. That's what I was going to ask. That's what I was wondering. So I had a matching pair of Eureka 391 Berettas. I, well, I shouldn't say I had them. I still, they're a lifetime investment. I even know one's pretty messed up. Um, but I, uh, um, so I have, uh, um, I have one of those and or two of them. And I would never travel without them because I absolutely was dedicated to them. But now if I'm going to Argentina on a stag hunt, I would n- a rifle is a different apparatus and has a different mm-hmm. application than a shotgun. If I was going on that red stag hunt that we have in Argentina, because we have a lot of people going there, we've had we high do, success we do. on it. Right. So I would, I would take my own rifle. 
Me personally, there's no way I would not have my own rifle because I'm just more comfortable with it. And and, and you're going to have what you want instead of having a 338. Yeah, and I'm going to follow my it, shot. Yeah. I'm going to be able. To, I'm going to my confidence behind my own rifle to have the success I'm looking for is going to be a, me being a part of that rifle I'm taking. Yeah, like but, a like a golfer that brings his own clubs instead of rents. Right, but if I had three extra days there and was going to go shooting a shotgun, knowing that the capacity that they have to um, that, that you're going to in which you're going to be shooting these shotguns in they're not going to have a Remington there yeah they're, they're going to have Beretta's they're going to have to have or uh, they're going to have to have Beretta or <laughs> right. Benelli base they're like 450 bucks to rent yeah yeah, yeah. so I'd go rent their gun uh, Brad could speak to this yeah. because Brad went we went first time on a, a like what I would call a a proper wing shoot with Brad. Yep, yep. And, you know, a lot of guys from South Dakota go, man, I kill everything with my 870 pump. There's, I never need nothing. I could kill and shoot that a million times and never fall apart. Until the first day they shoot 500 doves. I, yeah, right. And then and they yeah. realize that their gun gets as hot as so a branding hot. iron. Yeah. Would yeah. that be accurate, Brad? Yeah, what was your thoughts on that the first time you did yeah, that? Well, I, you know what? I would do a little bit of research before I – but they're just going to have to have super high quality stuff, yeah. And they're going to they're going to be used to cleaning it. I'd rather rent, quite frankly, if I could. Yeah. If I if I knew I was going to get one a of those, because that's what one. I'm used yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm used to shooting anyway. Um, well, in this outfitter, I will tell you this: I would do the research, like Brad said, wi- with an outfitter you don't know. This outfitter yeah. that we have, um, I prefer Berettas. He doesn't have Berettas; they're Bellinelli's. Oh. And so, but Benelli Beretta, they're made the same. I mean, they're the same thing. Sure. So then, I mean, is it the hassle, the, the, you know, the regulations, the red tape with, uh, you know, shipping a rifle or taking it with you? Well, my permits, thought, that kind of thing. Th- there's, there's a little bit of a pain in the butt factor. Um, you go to, you go to Mexico, you gotta, you gotta go through, I mean, it's not super hard, but it's easier if you don't have to bring one. And if it's 400 bucks, I'd rather, I'd rather rent one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that's my thought. If I knew it was going to be really good, it'd just be easier. Plus you're gonna, if you're going to bring your rifle anyway, the rifle, rifle, I really want my own. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. It's a much more precision instrument, you know. Yeah, there's just more to it. Your cheek weld, your yeah. the, what, what you like, your optics. Um, for us, you know, we're probably kind of spoilable for most of our clients that we hunt with. You know, I look like, you, okay, let's, Let's look at a Scott Palmer, a Jim Bonanno. I don't think neither one of them would feel comfortable renting a rifle somewhere on a hunt they're going to pay $25,000. Yeah. But, but there might be some people <laughs> that are listening to the podcast that yeah. might think, I've never t- taken on an international hunt. I've never had to take a firearm with me on yeah, the plane. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Listen, if you use Rolling Bones Outdoors, we're going to help you. That's m- where I was going. Yeah, you're, <laughs> we're going to help you manage um the logistics of that you know what i'm saying right um we're the the minutiae of moving around having this and that and that we're gonna get that all wired in you know and sometimes i go i don't even worry about it. man you're gonna go in there pay 25 bucks but i understand what it's like the first time you don't know you don't what you don't know right. and you're worried about what you don't know and so but it's good to be with somebody that's done it and been there you yeah. know Canada, even the hardest of circumstances, it's still twenty five bucks. You got you know, the worst thing is is if you don't fill the paper out on the right size paper, they you you just grab one of theirs and read well, that. And you know what? I remember that. We did an episode fifty two on the podcast where you talked about that. It, yeah, I mean it's Yeah, it, if you it, want to look at it a little bit more closely, episode fifty two. So really? Mm-hmm. 
No shit. We did. We did that. And what episode's this? Uh, 147. <laughs> so are you going to get, Brian, are you going to get anything different uh, for your first hunts in Canada this summer? Anything different for that hunt? I don't know. Probably the only thing I'm contemplating right now is rain gear. XKG has a new, unbelievable, legitimate rain gear. Yeah. But my problem is for a tall Caucasian with straight hips and a flat ass, um, you know, you put the rain gear on and you're pushing your pants down with a pack. I need suspenders. Yeah. And I added suspenders to my repertoire of uh, layering system last year and couldn't live without them now. I'm like, dude, these things are a game changer when you're packing or doing anything off the mountain. And so the only thing I don't know for sure is, is my rain gear. It's, right. it's the one thing. I believe I'll probably use the new XK7. Uh, um, I haven't, or yeah, XKG, uh, XK, XKG. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever XK. it is. But they got new ones, and I would probably use those guys. I'll tell you what it is because we got it on our system. Um, products. Yeah, right here. The Paramount rain pants and the Paramount rain jacket. So I'm going to probably go to that. It's super high-end stuff. It's uh, really nice. I do like the way that they did the waistband because you can cinch that up. And so um, I'm, I'm going to use those. And I like the fact that they zip all the way from top to bottom mm-hmm. so you can drop them easy. And, uh, um, and so that will be the only thing I add, like, completely brand new, brand new to uh, my system. This last year, I will tell you this, I used my Leatherman more than any tool and it got requested more than any tool <laughs> ever this year yeah and you um, use a little mini one that's it's all not, i've ever it's not used. it's not super special nope but nope. yeah it's funny because uh this year uh, one of the guides handed handed me because i was taking the chains off and he did kind of a homemade job on it and he handed me a leatherman i was like oh this is the exact same one brian has <laughs> and he goes yeah, I borrowed it from him, man. <laughs> it is Ryan's. <laughs> so this, the Leatherman I use, just so everybody knows, is, um, is the, uh, it is the Leatherman uh, single cobalt blue nylon sheath. And where's the name of it here? Uh, it has a pliers and a nippers on it. It has a little small, it has a corkscrew, a screwdriver. It has a knife in it. It has a little, um, you know, like a uh, wood saw. Um, and uh, it's number nine. I guess they nineteen. Number nineteen. Number nineteen is number um, nineteen. One hundred thirty-nine bucks. That's the one I use. I'm going to use a different scabbard this year. Oh, for your horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take that scabbard that we had custom made. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use that too. Did you see him on the plane? No, was he on the plane? <laughs> I just texted him, and he walked up. And of course, I'm sitting in the aisle, and I go, "I just texted you." He goes. Well, now you know I, I really was at home. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? He goes, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, he didn't call you, though. He didn't call No, me. of course he didn't. He needs follow-up. But, yeah, you know what? I'll use that scabbard. I forgot that we have yeah. that scabbard. But from a gun, gun case perspective, it's funny we're going through this because i got to tell you, I'm way ahead because my cabin, I have everything laid out. And if I don't have it laid out, it's in my garage stacked up right now. And I've got everything categorized for this season. And last night, I just pulled out my big um, waterproof bag and threw it on there. And I told Lindley, I'm going to go uh, clean out the inside of it and have it ready to go. So, yeah. yeah I started I'm, going through my stuff, too. I, mine's, I'm, I'm way ahead. Physically. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so, yeah. 
Well, but I, I intend on I intend on doing a lot. So yeah, this is uh, a number. I think that's what it is. Is 19 tools. It has 19 tools. Maybe this isn't the one. I don't know, folks. Um, which one? It, where's the name? Do you see a name there anywhere, guys? Let's see. It, it's the, it's the oh closest. Yeah. Mine's so old. That's the closest one. Anyway, it's got yeah. a wire cutter on it. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all you need. Um, I, but, I use but, a teeny one. Yeah, yours is smaller than mine. Yeah, mine's. It's, I just carry it in my pocket. It's just like. But anyway, I think mine was 129 bucks. They're not expensive, and I've had it forever, like literally forever, probably 20 years. And uh, um, and uh, yeah, uh, um, you're probably right. It's probably one of these other ones. But it, but it basically has a knife, a little bit of wood saw on it, a, a pliers with a wire cutter on it. Um, screwdriver and a corkscrew and the corkscrew comes in absolutely handy as hell when you're sitting in a hotel room and you bought a bottle of wine after a hunt and you want to drink it and you don't have anything that way to open it boom yes you do that's not corkscrew. generally one of my I know it's not uh, high on your essentials. Priorities. Yes, not essential an essential gear tool. list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well it is on mine so um yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. Again, if you have questions, just call. There's no dumb uh, question, and we, we're testing this gear all the time. Let us save you some time and give you access, give you value, and give you education. One of the things I would tell you right now is that it is, uh, it's application season. If you're listening to this right now, it's not too late. Rolling Bones Outdoors has a membership, and we offer applications and adventure strategies worldwide, especially in the lower uh, or in the lower 48, and where you have to apply for um, your points for $150, unlimited states, unlimited species. We got you covered. We have a software uh, platform that has a app map. That's right, an application map. It has a heat map of where you apply right now. And it's color-coded, so if you go on there and you need something, like right now, mine's flashing bright red on the state of Wyoming because Brad needs to get with Scott Palmer. Scott, if you listen to this on Thursday, January 8th, is it 18th on January? Today's the 5th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. If you listen to this on the uh, 19th and Brad Dana has not got a hold of you, please call the office, dial 1-605-644-8000 and ask for Sophie because we need to figure out what we're going to so do. So are you going to put in this year? I, well, I don't know. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you and Scott Palmer. Well, I'm not. I, you know what? I'm being selfish. I haven't thought too much about you because I'm going elk hunting. Did you hear September. that, Scott? Scott, he could give two shits about us. Um, but I'm telling you, um, yes, well, well Scott has, and I have deposits on hunts. I know you do. And we need to get them moved somewhere. Right. And um, and we would like to elk hunt. If I, be honest with you, if I could go in September after I get back from the Yukon, yeah. And, and Scott and I could go with a bow, and we're going to be hunting 350 to 380s with a bow all day long. I'll apply if yeah. I know I'm going to. If I, if I know my points, because Scott, I think, has a handful, and I have a handful more. And if we could get them together, we'd rock and roll. So, anyway, I digress this whole entire podcast for all you great listeners to listen to this. So, go to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We want to help you have better service, better access, great value, and educate you on what we do, when we do it, and how we do it. You need anything, call 605-644-8000, and we will help you. Sophie, Kelly, we just hired a new gal today that's a hunting crazy chick, 
and she loves this thing like crazy. Um, and uh, um, she's going to be getting started. You got Lindley, you got Rob, you got a full staff here every day. Bleeps here, um, and Pam's Pam's here. Everybody's here, ready to roll. So we are here to serve you. Until next week, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.